This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 124, Helen Midas on Hypnotic Success. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back. It's Jason Lynette here. And well, good morning, because the wonders of the international time cycle, I just recently got to connect with Helen Midas for the first time and have this outstanding conversation. I say good morning. Uh, being the morning person that I am, I was up at uh, 5 a.m. for us to record at 530, which, of course, all the way over to Australia was a comfortable 730 p.m. her time. And you're going to hear an outstanding mindset in terms of growing a business from Helen in this program. Helen left behind, you're going to hear her story, but I'll give you some of the bullet points here, leaving behind a career in the corporate world to then branch out. She had made use of hypnosis herself and then now taking those skills to the local community as well as a global community as well. Uh, sharing a bit of a passion together on this one of helping other hypnotists to get out there and grow their businesses that we can often be a little too micro-focused in terms of one client at a time, which is absolutely viable, is absolutely a noble way of doing things. But to take that mindset to a much bigger audience. So the mindset of helping other practitioners to be out there and be successful and to grow their businesses and to help even more folks out there as well. It's where that I'd share a little bit of a personal opinion on this, that far too often I run into the hypnotist who still thinks we are this little novelty off to the side. The phrasing that I'd often use is that you can hop onto Google and set up a Google News Alert and just type in every iteration of the word hypnosis, hypnosis, hypnotist, hypnotherapist, hypnotherapy, hypnotherapist, all these variations of words. And it becomes this incredible pat on the back to realize that as a profession, we really are a lot further along than a lot of our community would think that we are. Here's this amazing piece of research that then comes out, and then we can use that within our materials. We can reference that as we're speaking, or the joke of it becomes, here's this celebrity who has now made use of hypnosis, and sometimes we might have that moment of thinking, okay, someone else, someone else, please. Uh, whoever it might be. But this experience of there's so much work that's out there. There's so many opportunities. And it's where inside of it, I mean, this is where what's behind Hypnotic Business Systems, the program that I offer. Or you're going to hear Helen talk about her approach in terms of working with clients, working with coaching students to really get out there and get your business found as well. We're going to put links to everything over in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. And if you get a chance, to see Helen speak, definitely get out there and connect with her as well. So with that, let's jump right in. This is session number 124, Helen Midas on Hypnotic Success. Okay, well, I guess the story starts a little bit earlier than that. Um, some 20 years ago, I was suffering from depression and um, anxiety, and that was because I was in a place which was uh, quite stuck and I didn't know how to get out of that place. I thought that I couldn't get out of that place. And um, what actually happened was that I sought help from a clinical psychologist who was also a hypnotherapist. 
And um, at the time in the state of Victoria in Australia, you weren't permitted to say that you were a hypnotherapist. So I didn't know he was a hypnotherapist. I just knew that he was a psychologist and he ran these events every Thursday night um, where he would do a lecture and then he would do um, a facilitated group work. And um, the material within those um, lectures just blew me away. And so we would go away four times a year to these retreats and uh, we would all take our sleeping bag and there'd be like hundreds of us, you know, and he would call it guided imagery. And at the time we didn't know that he was actually doing group hypnosis. And uh, the shifts that happened underneath the surface were so incredible and, you know, totally shifted the way that I thought, the way that I felt and helped me become empowered. And so that's where it really began for me. So the journey, first of all, as the client. So then where did it lead from there? Yeah. And so what actually happened after that point was that, you know, I decided that given that I felt so much better internally, it was time to, um, you know, for my body to actually reflect how strong I felt internally. So then I went on this fitness regime I became uh, fitter in my 40s than I was in my 20s. And um, subsequent to that, I was at the time I was working in corporate. So I was a senior uh, project manager where I was running multi-million dollar projects for the big companies. And um, I found myself um, disenchanted, more and more disenchanted, unfulfilled as time was going on. So to begin with, you know, I was quite fulfilled. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was getting promotions. It was exactly what I wanted to do. I'm an economist by trade. And um, I decided that around the 22-year mark, so I had been working in corporate Australia for 22 years, that I had only reached halfway. And that was a massive aha moment for me because I thought, I've got another 22 years to go. And I don't think I can do this for another 22 years. There's got to be something more in this lifetime than me adding to the bottom line of big corporations because that's actually what my scope was, was always to add to the bottom line of these big corporations. And so I thought, you know what, I just don't think I can do this for another 22 years. And um, it all started there in terms of, well, if I'm not going to be doing this, what am I going to be doing? And so then what happened was, you know, as soon as you start questioning, as you know, Jason, doors start opening. So the moment you have a question, the answer appears in front of you. And so the answer basically came in the mode of a fellow colleague who was also a senior consultant at my company. She had released a book called 30-something and over it. And I heard the title of that book and I thought I need to read it <laughs> because although I wasn't 30-something, I was 40-something, and I, but I was well and truly over it. And so um, I read the book and in this book she talks about that everybody has a baby that they need to find in their lifetime, whatever that baby is. For her it was writing. So she had to leave our consulting firm and, you know, venture out into the you know, field of writing and take that risk. And so I really related to that story because she was talking about the firm that I was working at and she had left that and became a successful writer. And so I had to then say to myself, well, what's my baby? What's the baby that I need to nurture? I had completely lost 
um, connection to, you know, what I was passionate about. And um, it's interesting that so many people that I speak to are exactly at that point. And I say to them, you only need to know the next step. You don't need to know 10 steps, you know, further than that, just the next step. And so then I started to notice the parts of my day that made a difference to me and made me, you know, smile. And um, what I discovered was that the parts of my day that, you know, I was really excited about usually happened in the tea room where I would be asking colleagues about, you know, what they were up to and they would say, oh, Helen, you're so good, you're incredible, you exercise every day and you do this and you do that. And I say, I think this is my baby because people would come back to me the next day and say, I wouldn't believe what I just did, Helen. So they would be overcoming their limiting beliefs just like I had done with my life. And then I thought, well, even though I've discovered that this is my baby, well, what can I do? I can't just talk to people. That's not a job. (laughs) Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? And so I thought, where to from here? And then – Of course, then, you know, other doors started opening up where somebody had just said to me, oh, I had done this quit smoking program. And then I thought, well, I wonder if that's what I should do. And then um, I made a number of phone calls to some hypnotherapists in, um, you know, just random hypnotherapists. I didn't know who they were. I just got them out of the, you know, um, out of Google and asked them. Uh, what should I do? Where should I study? Where should I go? I have no mm-hmm. idea. And that's that's how it really started. I mean, I started off by not knowing what to do. I First of all, I thought I was going to do physical personal training and actually went to the personal training centers and had interviews with them and I thought, nah, yeah. mm-hmm. I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to physically train people. That's not where it's at for me. For me, it's all about the mind, you know, and um, I've got to work with the mind. And um, so that's that's how it all started, uh, basically by, you know, one, one step led to the next step. And, um, and then the very first course that I did was with Tad James. So I became a master practitioner, timeline therapy and NLP. And uh, that, that was the first step. And then the next step was um, a diploma of hypnotherapy at the Academy of Hypnotic Science, an uh, institution where I, I later lectured. And, you know, it just went off from there. So that's that's how it all started for me it was basically by feeling very disenchanted in my life and unfulfilled and finding, you know, what I needed to do that excited me. So interestingly, you know, I always was interested in psychology. I used to read child psychology books from when I was, you know, in high school but never pursued that path. Instead, I became an economist. So, um, and now I'm, I guess I'm back here, but, you know, in a far more empowering way because we're doing the most incredible profession on earth, right, which is hypnotherapy. Absolutely. What I, what I love about that is that it comes down to that single step, that step in that new direction, which for some people, it, it either feels like this leap of faith or for many others, it's just the most logical next step. And so often, I mean, whether it's the client, I know you talk about business and whether it's even the client coming in, it's that initial step to create that change that's really getting that all in motion. The, you know, worldwide franchise of Gold's Gym has the sticker on the door that reads showing up is half the battle. What is it 
that would you say for the most part, let's, let's talk about it from the client perspective first, someone who is recognizing that they need to produce that change. Is it one specific element or how much variation is there behind that moment of, I've got to do something about this. This just isn't working. Yeah. I, I think that the first step is, you know, to decide. And for me, when I um, went to get help for myself for depression, it was it, it was a decision that I needed assistance, that I, I could not find the answer within myself, that I had to go outside of myself. And I still do that, Jason. So mm. I, I have sought help in every area of my life. So, you know, I don't, I don't feel any kind of shame in saying that in everything that I've ever done, you know, when I needed to become fit, you know, I did personal training. When I married for the second time and all of a sudden I had three stepchildren and I didn't know what to do, I went and did a step families course. You know, so I'm always seeking assistance. When I started out in business, even though I was, you know, in corporate for a very long time, I still didn't know how to create my own business. I spent, you know, quite a bit of money on business mentors because that's what I needed to do. For me, if you've got a problem, you just need to actually decide and find out what you need to do from someone who's already done it. And that's the frustrating part about what I feel about, you know, hypnotherapists of today is that many of them, you know, are, you know, not doing what they're supposed to be doing in their life and instead they're doing some other job that they don't enjoy yeah. sim- simply because they're not investing in themselves to take the logical next step, which is to find out what you need to do from someone who's already done it. So in terms of the client's perspective, just to answer your question, not to digress too much, it is to decide, but the second step is to take responsibility for everything that's happened in their life. So, you know, that was a massive um, shift for me in terms of what I learned when I, you know, helped myself was that I am responsible for everything that's ever happened in my life. And so by being responsible then you can move forward. If, if, if you're not responsible, then you can't. And so with my clients, I'm sure you do the same, uh, when they come here at HypnoFit, the very first thing that they've got to acknowledge is who's responsible and who's 100% responsible, and it has to be that they are. So to decide and then to take responsibility and then to take action is the three things that must happen, and then they will get results. There's no doubt about it. I love it. There's a there's an aspect that I love of uh, just simply email marketing, um, the ability to stay in contact with somebody that there will now be those moments where here's a person who will call me and um, I'm not confrontive about it. I'm not uh, you know abrasive about it, but it's kind of more of a tongue in cheek, playful way of bringing up. Hey, you know, it's interesting. You filled out a form on my website about four years ago. And you're calling me today. So simple simple question, what's different now? And my my answer to that is usually whatever they tell you, that's really what you're going to be working on as opposed to the the headline of stop smoking, lose weight. Um, But to get that feedback as to what's that deciding factor, what's different from the simple website submission uh or the the phone call that wasn't returned about five years ago to go, yeah, here's what I here's what I need to address. Exactly. I always ask, what's the catalyst? What is it? Why now? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah, and exactly in terms of what they say, that is that is the clincher. And perhaps, you know, this is, I always think that they didn't come, you know, two years ago or three years ago because they weren't ready, but now they are. 
And so um, it's the perfect time for them to, to get the change that they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then uh, I always like to ask this question of the, the user experience. Someone is coming in to work with you. Uh, what's the journey they're about to jump into? Okay, so the journey they're going to jump into is the kind of therapist. So I've got um, my clinic, I've got two hypnotherapists that work for me as well. So um, these days, so I used to, you know, I've literally treated thousands of clients, but now my uh, time is spent mentoring other hypnotherapists and my two hypnotherapists see my clients. But um, in terms of the journey that the end user and the end client has at HypnoFit, it's all about, um, uh, them seeing everything completely different to how they previously saw it. So, and my belief is that you know, their our job as hypnotherapists is not to tell them something that they you know something incredible. It's all about unlocking their own, and that's the beauty about hypnosis, isn't it? Is that we unlock their wisdom. So we get them to we unlock their blocks. You know, their subconscious mind is all knowing and all wise and they have the answers to everything. They have infinite wisdom and it never ceases to surprise me how, you know, a 14-year-old has so much wisdom at the subconscious level. And, you know, our role is not to impart our wisdom because that's irrelevant. It's all about unlocking theirs. And so their journey is all about getting in touch with their inner power and stepping into their power, not in an aggressive way, but in a totally loving, loving way. And that's that's what happens when they come here. I love it. I love it. So then let's talk for a moment about this idea of branding, because I love the name HypnoFit. Thank you. I love it too. And I'm hoping, well, not, and my, and my dream is that um, there will be a time, and I'm certain this is going to happen, Jason, in that everybody will know what HypnoFit is, because I am licensing um, HypnoFit. So I am doing HypnoFit practitioner courses around the globe, and uh, that's 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 my dream, is that there will be a HypnoFit everywhere. <laughs> so that in terms of branding, that, that's what I want. And um, I, I do want, you know, my mission, Jason, it's not about me, and it's not about my brand. I don't know if you're aware, but I really do have this calling that I want our profession to be the go-to profession around the world, you know, so that it is the go-to and not the last resort. Because at the moment, hypnosis around the world is the last resort. And so what I want is for most of us across the globe to be successful. And that's what I do what I do. And that's why I help hypnotherapists have the business of their dreams, just like I created the business of my dreams, so that people know that hypnotherapists are there to help them, not just for quit smoking, but and not just for weight loss, but for all the other issues that they currently go to medication for. So I'm not anti-medication. Of course, there's a place for medication, but it is massively overused. And so, you know, my whole dream is that we're going to be so well known as a profession because there are so many of us that are successful that they will come to us first before they go anywhere else so that they can access their inner power. And so in terms of branding, um, that's that's what I'm hoping to achieve, whether it's with my business, the HypnoFit name, or their business, to me it's the same. I experience the same fulfilment um, when 
you know, my hypnotherapist and when I mentor them, when their name is out there. So that's what I want more than anything in the world. I love it. And it's the it's a similar theme of my phrasing has always been the more we're all successful, the more we're all successful. That as we get this message out there, as we're helping people, which, you know, I can look into my office and here's this day that I'm working with this one client and they have their success story. Yet here's someone who's in one of my communities. Here's someone who I've worked with directly and that person's out there now seeing dozens, hundreds of clients out there really getting those similar results. Uh, in, in terms of the business side of things, um, I'll, I'll share with you my phrasing on this, which is that so often, you know, we, we get caught up with the idea of the shiny gadget um, that people would go, oh, I need to do this. They, oh, I need to do Facebook. And they don't quite understand their yeah, steps to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and my phrasing is that it comes down to being the strategy as opposed to the platform. Um, that it's the techniques that we put into it that make it work. What What is it that you feel is missing in terms of most people out there in their business, in terms of getting hypnosis out there and being found? Basically, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, and, and like I said previously, when you don't know what you're doing, you just, it's so, you just need to learn from somebody who has done it before you. So they, they invest all this money on training, yeah. on therapy, and, the, and, you know, you have so many hypnotists and hypnotherapists who keep doing the next therapy training and the next therapy training and the next therapy training. And I also train, you know, uh, people with therapy as well, but they don't take the next step to invest in their business as to how to create a successful business. So that's the missing step is actually following, you know, someone like yourself or myself who's done it. So I think that's important, someone who's done it. So someone who can, you know, put their hand on the heart and say, I have got a successful business, I've created a six-figure business within the first year, not the second, not the third, not the fourth, the first year of my business, this is how I did it, step by step. Mm -hmm. You just need to take these same steps. <laughs> it's very, it's it's that, to me, it's that basic and that's why it's so frustrating to me because the wellness industry is the next trillion-dollar industry. You know, there are plenty of clients out there for all of us, there is absolutely no reason as to why hypnotists across the world are so poor. Yeah. And yet they are. They are. The average salary for a hypnotist in, in um, the US and in Australia is terrible. Yes. Terrible. You know, there's no way that I would have accepted that salary even from the first year. <laughs> oh, sign you me know? up. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you know, um, I think that's that, you know, with myself, I don't know about yourself, Jason, but with myself, I had skin in the game. I was not prepared to go back to corporate. Yeah. So I had a, I could not just depend on my husband's salary to pay for my million dollar mortgage because in Australia, we all have million dollar mortgages. So, you know, I had to I had to earn enough money to make sure that I wasn't going back. And the thing about it is, is that therapists have got this, um, you know, blockage about, well, you know, if I'm earning money, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not helping. But the irony about that is that the more successful you are, the more people you help. You know, it's not a matter of, oh, but I'm a helper and I like to help the world. I like to solve everyone's problems. So I don't need to learn how to have a successful business. I'm just happy the way I am. The irony is, is that you're not helping that many people if you're not successful. If they can't find you, they need to know you're there. So you need to, you must, you must be successful. And I, I remember, Jason, the very 
first time that I ran a workshop, you know, that came from a client who she had gone everywhere else for depression and suffered from depression all her life and finally she had overcome it with the therapy that I had done with her. And she said to me, this was some five years ago, she said to me, Helen, you can't stay in this room. You cannot stay in these four walls. You need to get out there. You need to get your name out there. You need to help more people. And it's from her that I went, yeah, okay, I need to create my first workshop. So, in, and, and that's what we need to do is we need to listen to those messages from wherever they come from and then take action and, um, you know, go outside our comfort zone and, and keep walking, take an example, not just a talking example. So, you know, it, it amazes me that so many hypnotists, um, you know, they don't live their truth. They don't actually um, overcome their own limiting beliefs. But having said that, what I have found in terms of a difference between Australians and Americans, because I have actually um, um, spoken at um, in America as well. So I, I was there last year and I was there in April. I'm going back in August that you actually, you guys have a different mindset to the Aussies and the, and the Kiwis. So your mindset is actually a lot better. So, um, you know, you've already got the, uh, the mindset switched on, whereas over here, that's the first thing we need to do with our hypnotherapists is, is actually help them overcome their own limiting beliefs about their own capabilities, about what they can and can't do. It's a cultural thing. I, I actually found that to be the case 100% when I went to America, uh, when I went to the US and I spoke to hypnotists and I said, this is what you, you guys need to do. Step one, two, three, four, five, they go and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas in Australia, it was like, what? I can't do that? How do I do that? It's like, you know, if there is a, if there's a difference in terms of a, uh, a mindset, in terms of um, what they can and can't do. So there's definitely a difference I believe a cultural difference between you guys and um, the beautiful and thing the is it it kind of goes back to what you mentioned before about that taking of one step that one step in that new direction that um, I, I can indirectly reference someone who I was working with for a while that here is the scenario that things were I, I I'd always point to this category um, and let's put it in the weight loss metaphor for a moment here's the person who absolutely hits their goal and then goes further and then here's that person who had this big goal accomplished these results and they're not quite at the full goal but they're still happy with the results they got so let's say you know they want to lose 50 pounds and then here's the one well they lost 25 they're still quite happy with that yet clearly on paper they could have done better i i had a person i was helping with their business that was definitely in the category of okay i'm doing better this is working better for me and and of all things it was a silly catalyst of Willing to spend $2,000 on another training course, willing to drop another $3,000, including travel, to get another piece of paper on the wall. And it took the polite moment of calling out, okay, I've given you a graphic designer to hire. You're still not willing to spend $25 to make this image look better because you'd rather spend six hours fighting Photoshop to make it look decent. Yeah, yeah. Hire somebody. Yes. <laughs> spend, spend the money back on your business. And suddenly the first draft came in and it was it was flawless. I mean, I just gave him someone that I use myself. And to see that moment, that mechanism of, oh, wait, other people can help me with my business. Other people can provide a better way to get there. 
I got to do more of this. That that first taste is magical. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally agree there. People hide behind their computers trying to do things that they're absolutely not good at as opposed to outsourcing and get someone who knows what they're doing to do it for them. So, yeah, 100% agree with you there, Jason. Outstanding. So then the the direction of things at this point, uh, where is it that you see hypnosis really progressing in these years ahead? I really believe that consciousness around the world is expanding. We're really in exciting times. Mm -hmm. And I feel really privileged that I feel like I was really here at inception, really. It's almost like we're at the birth of this wonderful explosion of consciousness and um, so happy to be a part of this movement. I really, really believe that hypnotherapy is the profession of the future. And, um, you know, we will be known as the go-to profession first before people go to get their medication. I really believe that. I really, really believe that without a doubt. Just like they used to um, uh, see chiropractors and psychologists in a way that wasn't too favourable in the past, um, I really believe that hypnotherapy is becoming an incredible industry and with me with my mentoring that's part of it as well is making sure that they understand that they are that they do need to present themselves as credible professionals yes and and to behave in that way as opposed to um you know people often have an image of us as you know crazy people but really we are professionals and we really need to present ourselves in that way in everything that we do and we are and we are presenting ourselves in that way. And that way, you know, we are the credible profession that we deserve to be. So we're going to be seen more and more like that. That's that's what I believe. There's an interesting trend right now. And, you know, from the hypnotic perspective, we can always look at it from the student of all of us from the outside and look at work that's being done in other professions and go, well, that's a hypnosis technique. Well, that's a hypnotic process. I was listening to something the other day and it's like, well, I use this guided meditation and I listened to it and went, yeah, that's what we do. And it's taking that opportunity yes. and spreading that awareness around, which again, to be out there doing the work and, and thinking bigger about it, whether it's not just the one to one client, but presenting it to organizations, presenting it to larger groups as well. Of course, absolutely. And that that is, you know, I was speaking to a, a school teacher recently and uh, they do all these mindfulness uh, at the primary school, so right from the age of five to the age of 11 where they're actually doing these techniques as part of their day-to-day -day experience at school. So you're right, it's, it's, it's more than just the end user. It's going to be more and more the case of what people do in their workplace, at schools, at universities and, and so on as consciousness just expands as time goes on, yeah. Let's talk for a few moments on the business side of things that, you know, that catalyst to make it work, which your your story kind of mirrors mine because mine was the I signed the two-year lease and went, okay, it has to work, uh, as yeah. opposed to dipping the toes in the water and thinking, oh, maybe I'll swim today. No, this is absolutely – now, you had a, um, a larger catalyst that I was leaving a career – working in nonprofit arts, which turns out to be nonprofit for damn near everybody involved. Uh, <laughs> so the mindset of, oh, I just need to match my income. Yeah, that was that was effortless. Um, and then okay. launching it up okay. from there and, you know, being in that successful mindset from the beginning. So looking at it as uh, from starting over, 
Um, what were some of those things that you feel really made the business work from the launch uh, of really jumping in and getting the results right away, as opposed to kind of waffling around the first year or two as many people? Yeah. Were. Okay. Really good question. So the first thing was um, to to get assistance, like to to be honest, you know, the f- the first business coach that I got, I spent a, I spent a small fortune because it was Tony Roberts in terms of one of his courses. And so I didn't have the, the funds just sitting there waiting for me to spend it on Tony Robbins. I had to actually, you know, withdraw from my home loan to do that. So I was prepared to do that, to be prepared to actually draw from my home loan to actually do the mentoring that I needed to do. So um, I spent a lot of money on different business mentors and none of them were hypnotherapists. Yeah. None of them were. Uh, recognizing the gap and in that gap is what I did. The second thing I would say is saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. So saying yes to everything. Every opportunity that came the, my way, even though it scared the crap out of me um, and I was petrified of doing it, just saying yes regardless. So, for instance, you know, some of the first clients that I saw, um, you know, they there was actually a misunderstanding on my website because I had, you know, I had at that time my first website, uh, there was something, you know, under services it was all about peak performance and I was imagining, you know, sports performance but people were reading that as sexual performance. And so um, I was getting all these calls for, you know, impotence and premature ejaculation and all those sort of issues. And I went, and um, basically what I had to do was, you know, jump right in there and say, yes, I can do this. Yeah. Quickly found myself a, a sex course <laughs> that, that um, you know, added to my hypnotherapy training and then I did know how to do it. So it's about saying yes, 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 yes. And the how comes later. So the how will follow the moment you say yes. And so that is really important. The third thing that I would say is asking a lot of questions. So I would be literally the person that everywhere that I went, um, you know, whoever the speaker was, I'd be the person that would take the speaker aside at the end of the session during the break and ask them so many questions. You know, I would take the opportunity. It amazes me that, you know, people don't do that. Yes. A lot of people don't do that. You know, there's so much information that um, I can share with people and I say, come afterwards. And the people that do come afterwards and ask those extra questions, you know they're the ones that are going to go the extra mile. So, you know, asking those questions. So even, you know, before I was a a professional speaker, you know, I followed professional speakers around and asked them a lot of questions about speaking. So those three things, you know, getting the professional assistance via mentoring, saying yes to everything that scares the crap out of you. (laughs) To this day, you know, every every single year I do something else that scares the crap out of me. Um, On most days I'm doing something scary. And, um, And the third thing is, you know, to ask questions, to ask so many questions. You know, there's always somebody, you know, ahead of the road. There's always someone a few steps ahead of you or five steps ahead of you or 10 steps. No matter which level you get to, you'll always still have somebody that's right ahead of you. And there is no reason as to why you can't approach them and ask them the questions that you need so that 
you can actually follow a path that's easier and more efficient. Because I'm all about efficiency. I hate wasting time. And so if somebody knows a quicker way of getting there, tell me. <laughs> and, and I'm going to get there quickly as well. So that, that, that's what I like to do. So they're the three things that I would say made the biggest difference in my business career. Well, there's that discovery too that the more successful someone is, the more likely they're also the one who's willing to share it. You know, of course, leaving names out of this reference, but there's moments where I attended one of my first hypnosis conventions years ago, and here's this person that I'd asked the question to, and this was not the greatest entry point into it, but they went, oh, well, you have to sign up for this. Oh, you have to buy that to get that. As opposed to the next one I asked, tons of information, tons of value. And of course, down the road, I eventually invested in what this person was offering too, just to, to get inside of it and get more knowledge on that. But this mindset of sharing of content, this mindset of being open with it, and it's the hypnotic pattern of give, 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 get. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but I do have a, a Facebook page that's just for hypnotherapists across the globe called Hypnosis Success Network on Facebook. And, um, you know, you'll see there's so much sharing on that page, so much sharing. I mean, every Thursday um, I do Top Tips Thursday and I gather all the questions that people have sent me all through the week and I just sit there and answer all of them. So there's no holding back. I don't believe in holding back. I just believe in giving, sharing, as I'm sure, you know, you do too, Jason. So by sharing, that's that's the way that, you know, the more you give, the more everybody benefits and it just helps everybody so there's no reason as to why we can't help each other um, as much as possible so yeah absolutely 100% agree with that there's a theme of motivation that I'd love to chat with you about that especially the saying yes to everything the ability to jump in and go let's see what happens that this is something I run into with a lot of hypnotists is something I see a lot of clients who so working with people for the aspect of motivation and getting started that there sometimes is this incubation mindset that we have to be the one to have everything ready to go. Everything has to be completed before we even offer it out there to the world. When there's something mm -hmm. to be said about finding out if there actually is a need for it, finding out if the market is actually viable for that thing. So in, in terms of your own motivation strategies, is it do the full incubation, plan it out, or work with that market no, and see what's no working? No way. No, I'm with you. Oh, I'm, I'm leaving you. you here. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. So my very first workshop that I ever did was called Fast Track to Fabulous from Feed of Fabulous in Five Easy Steps. And um, I sold the workshop before I created it. Of yes. course I did. I wasn't going to sit there and waste my time creating a workshop if I didn't have anybody buying it. So I had it. I had it was a very difficult sale for me because I knew, um, you know, generally speaking, what my structure was going to be. I knew the headings, but I hadn't created the slide pack. I hadn't created the workbook. I hadn't created anything that actually was the guts of it. So, you know, but once I got my first sale, I knew that it was going to be on. So it ha it has to be that way in that um, you. you I, I always teach my hypnotherapist about selling first, creating later. Yes. Because we don't want to waste time. So, uh, you know, I come from a background in corporate Australia where I was a senior project manager. And so project management is all about efficiency. And, um, you know, that's my mindset is always about never doing something that you're going to waste your time doing. And so you need to make sure that you do have someone who, a market there before you waste any time creating material for that market. 
And so I have done that with all my workshops, actually, and it becomes easier and easier and easier to do as time goes on where you sell your workshop and then you create it. So, um, yeah, that's what I do and that's 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 the way that I believe it's the most efficient way of doing it. Well, it absolutely is. And I, Cher, I'd love to hear your response to this because there's – I've labeled it the too perfect theory that people will incubate on their websites. People will incubate even on a business card. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm working on my business card. That's when I'll get started. Well, how long have you been doing that? Oh, about a year. It's as opposed to the, the empowered mindset of saying, start with something you can outgrow. Start with something you can grow out of. Or here, here's a student that was fighting over all these different office spaces and just saying, find something and then work from the mindset of good, let me outgrow this. Exactly. And so, you know, um, I've got an online program called 15 Steps to Hypnosis Business Success. And step number one is business basics. And part of that step number one, yeah. Jason, is don't <laughs> waste your time with your business cards. <laughs> you know, don't waste your time. No one cares. No one cares about your business cards. No one cares what they look like, okay? No one, they throw them in the bin. So um, absolutely, you know, the very first website that I created, um, you know, nowadays it's very simple to create a really professional-looking website because there's oh, so many yeah. templates. But believe it or not, seven, only seven years ago, just seven years ago, you know, my husband created my first website. He'd never created a website before and it actually looked really shocking. You know, it actually looked very, <laughs> very amateurish. But you know what? I still got clients from it. So I still got people contacting me from it. It still did its job. It didn't matter. It was out there. Since that time, I've had how many iterations? But I started at that point and just put it out there. So yeah. you've got to let go. Of, you've just got to let go of perfectionism. And, um, you know, waiting for the perfect product you're just going to be waiting a long time because it's just never going to happen. You know, the, the ebooks that I've got online at the moment, the first ebooks that I put on were pretty shoddy. That's okay. At least they were out there. Now they're pretty good. <laughs> you know? Although there's something to be said around sometimes where it, it is not that perfect and that's what makes it work even better. That, you know, similar to you, we both have high quality videos with graphic sequences and everything professionally edited. And there's a project that I did at one point to teach other hypnotists on video and I shot the video with my smartphone, edited yeah. it on YouTube and for the credibility of it, that uh, that video is still on my website, and it is not the best quality video compared to the others, and yet people are constantly watching it and responding to it. I tell the quick uh, the quick metaphor that my my parents own a rental property, uh, and they hired a video crew to come in and tour the space, and that video wasn't working. And I stuck my iPhone in my dad's hand and just went walk around and talk about the house. And it's yeah, a shaky yeah. video. It is not that high quality. And the property is now booked a year in advance. Be human. They want to know you. Yeah. And they're actually not interested in the perfect you. Uh, they actually want to feel connected to you as a person. And so I, I'm on Facebook nearly every day. And I never plan what I'm going to say. I just talk. And people like that, they, you know, and not every, not everybody does. You know, there are people who, you know, perhaps don't like that, but it doesn't matter. They're not your tribe. The people that do connect with you are your tribe and they like you because you are real and they do feel as if, you know, if you're that real, then that, that's attainable for them as well. 
Outstanding. So is there a story that comes to mind uh, in terms of really that success involving the clients or even success involving the business that you feel really uh, sort of uh, capsulates your approach to things? Uh, Yes. So I would give you one story, which is when I first started out in business, I, um, what I was doing was I was working um, in my full-time job as a project manager, but I was also seeing clients of an evening, Saturdays, and then I started seeing clients on a Monday as well. So then I went to part-time. So I did this transition. I didn't, you know, one day I was working in corporate Australia and the next day I was hypnotherapist because I needed to make sure that my income was going to be, um, you know, at a certain level all the way through so that so that I could, you know, meet my obligations. And so what happened on this particular day was one of the days that I was working with my clients. And at the time, my husband was a business development manager, so he was on the road a lot and he was listening to talkback radio. And in the middle of, in the middle of, you know, two clients, so there was a little bit of a break in between two clients, he, I get a phone call from him and he says to me, quick, get on the radio, they're talking about hypnosis. So I didn't know what they were talking about. I had no idea. I had not heard the conversation, but I rang the radio station straight away. (laughs) So somebody else might have gone, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what they're talking about. What am I going to say? I just rang them straight away and just started talking, Jason. I just started talking. And (laughs) that's all I did. And what actually happened was that I was so in the conversation that I didn't even leave my details. That's how... I wasn't even thinking about, oh, I've got to get my business name out there. I just put the phone down and then my husband calls me back and he says, you didn't even say who you were. You didn't even say you, you didn't even say your business name. And so I went, oh, no. He goes, call them back. So I called them back and you know when you ring the radio station and you're waiting to be, you know, for them to take your call, you can hear what they're actually saying on the radio. And so I can hear them say on the radio, Helen, the hypnotherapist, who we've just spoken to a moment ago, please call us back and give us your number. We've been inundated. I love it. (laughs) So here I am. This is Talkback Radio in the afternoon of the number one rating show in Melbourne. Millions of viewers, of listeners, I should say. And here I am announcing my phone number. So I was truly inundated, inundated. I, at that time, what I had to do in order to respond to all those phone calls, I had to actually do something very naughty in my corporate life the next day. I had to book a meeting room on another floor so nobody would see me. (laughs) Booked it just for myself. I was having a meeting with myself and just spent the entire day responding to phone calls. So... It was a make or break moment. It was, I knew it that this was it. I knew that I was actually going to take this opportunity and jump with it or I was going to lose the opportunity. So, you know, my lesson from that is obviously to to say yes and not to worry about anything else because what's the worst that could have happened? What's the worst that could have happened? Nothing. And secondly is to talk with your heart. Because, you know, there was another time after that that I thought that strategy was fantastic, that talkback strategy. I'm going to do that again. And this time I was working with my head, not my heart, and I didn't get the same response. And that was because it wasn't coming from a heartfelt place. 
It was coming from a head space. So when when I operate out of a heartfelt space, that's when I get the most results and that's when I get the attraction where everybody wants, you know, a part of what I'm offering because they can feel it's coming from my heart. So that was a, a changer for me. That was a massive moment where that ended up, you know, being a massive catalyst for me resigning from my work. And um, because I was then booked months in advance just from that one incident. So it was very scary. I was petrified of giving up a, you know, six-figure salary, um, a guaranteed car park in the central business district, a credit card, a corporate credit card, (laughs) you know, annual leave, sick leave, all the rest of it. I was absolutely terrified. But, you know, once I did it, once I resigned, it was like this chain had come off my neck and it just seems like, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I do this earlier? It's the scariest thing I've ever done. But once I did it, it was just so right. So, yeah, I, that was my um, one of my life-changing stories. I love it. So, Helen, where could people find you online? Okay, so HelenMidas.com. So, I'll spell that out for you. So, it's H-E-L-E-N, Helen. Mitis, so it's easy surname, it's five letters, HelenMitis.com. They will find me there. Outstanding. This has been wonderful. It's been great having you on here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jason. And um, are you going to be at the NGH? Yeah, this is actually, in terms of schedule, this is releasing the week after NGH, but we're coming out uh, the week before HypnoThoughts Live, so I know I'll see you out there. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely see you there, for sure. Okay, I can't wait to meet you in person. Hey there, it's Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, and I encourage you to head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That is my all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library. Everything from step-by-step tutorials to done-for-you marketing campaigns that you can plug in and implement right away. Learn more over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com.